You can uh, take up your Bibles so long and turn to, to John 10. We'll, we'll get there a little bit later uh, in the message. But I wanted to ask a quick question. How many of you here have got a scar somewhere? Raise your hand. All of us have a scar somewhere. Now the question is, how many of you here are without spot or blemish? I don't, I don't see anybody. And, and so the story of uh, scars in our life, especially on our physical body, is generally attached to a story. Now, I myself um, have a, a scar on my forehead, thanks to all the, the hunters out there who decided to punish me when uh, I went hunting for the first time. Nobody bothered to tell me, Byron, don't put the scope on your forehead. <laughs> so needless to say, I've got a nice imprint on my forehead and a scar there, and it's attached to that story. Uh, needless to say, I've never been hunting again. <laughs> and um, I've got another, another scar. When I grew up in the Cape, we used to have this big hill in the suburb we lived in. And as young boys, we used to rig out our skateboards and go down the hill. Inevitably, we blessed the tar with some uh, skin. And um, in this particular case, I've got a, a little piece of tar or, or sand just embedded in my knee. And I've carried it with me forever. I had no reason to, to get rid of it. But we all have something on us, a, a scar that is linked to a story. When I, when I was thinking about the ladies, I was thinking about childbirth and, and those who give childbirth by way of a C-section. And that scar is attached to a story of new life, of a new life that enters into this world. But there remains a scar. And so many of us have got different scars in different places, and, and for whatever reason, they are there. But there are some things which we share, and that is common to all of us. And the first thing is that our lives are sinful. That we have in common. And, and so our, the story of our lives, when it comes to the matter of sin... We share that story. And so Romans 3 verse 23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The second thing which we all share in terms of the story of our lives is the fact that we need to be saved and that we have a desire for a Savior. You see, because the wages of sin is death, that is the judgment but we can be saved. You see, the wages of sin being death is a story we all share. But we have, therefore, a desire for a Savior. The third aspect that I want to touch on that we all share is we all have a deep desire to have life and life in abundance. Who here doesn't want to have an abundant life? All of us want it. All of us want it, and it's something we share together. So I want to share three aspects regarding the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that touches on these aspects. And uh, the first of that is the blood of Jesus 
answers the sin question. Romans 5 verse 8 to 9 reads, But God demonstrates His own love towards us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, having now been justified by His blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through Him. And as I was studying this aspect of the blood of Jesus being the answer to the sin question, I came across this blogger. Uh, her name is Christy Winkler, and, and she writes it like this. And I just want to read the opening paragraph to you. The blood of Jesus provides the only solution to my greatest problem. I was born into a fallen world, resigned to participate in a degenerate existence with no hope of recovery. The pain of sin and death immediately attached itself to me and put into perpetual motion the ravages of death, each day drawing me closer to my eternal demise. Even my own will, separated from God, would be owned by my greatest enemy to disseminate deceit and to seal my own fate, apart from the redeeming power of the blood of Jesus Christ. I was doomed, but God demonstrated his love for me in that while I was still a sinner, Christ died for me. My church, our biggest problem solved. The blood of Jesus answers the sin question on behalf of all of us. Point number two. The blood of Jesus bridges the divide. And so the blood of Jesus answers our need for a savior. You see, the salvation of mankind is the greatest gift which God has given to us. And he has provided it for it in Jesus, our Lord and savior. How many of you can quote John three sixteen off by heart? Shall we do it together? I'll count to three and then we'll do it together. One, two, three. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. In verse 17 of the same passage, it says, For God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, but that the world through him might be saved. The blood of Jesus answers the question regarding a savior, and it bridges the divide. You see, there is nothing we can do of our own to be saved. Jesus has done the work. There is no work that you can do that will assure you salvation. All you are required to do is make the choice. And the choice is to accept Jesus as your Lord and savior. Martin Luther called it the great exchange, where we give our brokenness, our ugliness, our sin, and we give it over to the Lord Jesus Christ, and he takes it, and he takes those ashes, and he gives us beauty. He takes that sin, and he replaces it with righteousness. Church, this is something to be excited about. Please give the Lord a hand. And so part of this great exchange is that he takes this ugly person covered in sin 
and he makes us a new creation in him. The last point that I want to share with you as we we build up to communion is the blood of Jesus is the gateway to abundant life. And so John 6 verse 53 to 57 says, Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. The blood of Jesus is the gateway to abundant life. Now, I want us to read a passage of Scripture. You should all be there if you have your Bible. And we're going to read from John 10, from verse 7. And it reads as follows. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. Now, just to pause there, in terms of the Greek... The word door there also means gate. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. I want you to take note of of that sentence. He will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. There's some key points. The first being is that uh, I refer to it as the the Afrikaans term kraal, um, and there is a gate. And the gate is representing Jesus. And Jesus is saying, I am the gate. And my sheep, they enter in and out of the kraal. To me, the in and out means that you enter into the safety of the kraal, but there are times that you enter out into the pasture where it might not be that safe. And to me, that speaks to what I want to share with you now regarding abundant life in the here and now. So Pastor Greg last week gave an illustration of what it is to live life. And he he used the portion of scripture where Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I'm now referring to the same point, but from John 10. And so down there at the bottom, for those of you who weren't there, at the bottom of the stairs is where you get saved. And up here is where there is abundant life. And up there where the choir normally sits, closer to the heavenlies, is where our eternal life is. But in that illustration, he was talking about those who get saved and then remain their entire lives at the bottom. And somehow they hold on for dear life as they go through their entire existence, at least with the knowledge that they will go 
to heaven one day and be the present, in the presence of Heavenly Father. But I want to tell you that there is abundant life right here, right now, because of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. You and I have the ability to live up here with full abundant life. Why? Because of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I have nothing to fear because God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I do not need to fear the lies of the enemy. Why? Because I have the truth of the word available to me. And it is all because of the work of the cross and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't want to live down there, and neither should you. We have an open gate to live an abundant life, whether we are in the safety of the crawl or whether we are out there in the world, in the pastures. We live under the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And because of that, we can have abundant life. Please give the Lord a hand.